to Cincinnati. Welcome to the jungle. going on welcome to the show this is sports with strawberry ice i'm your host the ice man jeff trunicle and as always i'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of cincinnati ohio home of the cincinnati Bengals, who are the afc champions and heading to the super bowl i'm so excited now do me a favor if you found the show hit that like and subscribe button smash that thumbs up i'm up to 1485 subscribers that is awesome I appreciate every single one of you guys. I'll do a favor if you're watching the show on Facebook or Twitter and you have yet to subscribe to my channel, please do so. Go to Sports with Strawberry Ice, hit the subscription button, hit the bell for notification, and every time I go live, you'll be notified. And also, exclusively in the YouTube chat, we're doing Super Chats. So if you'd like to support what I'm doing or just make sure your comment gets read, give me a Super Chat. I'll greatly appreciate it. And as always, I'm coming to you live from the Ice Cave. And the Ice Cave is brought to you by T Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. Sorry to take a drink there. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's been a little rough day today. If you guys saw, saw any of my posts, my boy, uh, Jeremy D, or Jeremy Dean. This is, that's his last name, Jeremy Dean. He goes by Jeremy D on the show when he's on, which he hasn't been on in about six months. But that's my boy. Uh, he hasn't been able to be on because, like I said before, he works, you know, and he hasn't been able to get on. Anyway, <clears throat> try to get through this. Earlier today, he was uh, in a car wreck. I don't know how much. Uh, he doesn't even remember the car wreck. I, I FaceTimed his dad. His dad was in the hospital with him. I saw Jeremy. He's talking, you know. Um, he can't he can't move. He broke his back. He blew out uh, two vertebrae, uh, according to his dad. He is somewhere in Tennessee as of right now. I don't know where. 
uh, other than that he's in Tennessee. Um, and his dad said that he's getting back surgery soon. So that's all I know. I've been trying to find out. I try to find out as much information as I could before the show started. And that's uh, what I have. If I find out more or when I find out more, I will give you guys an update. So I know try to have fun on here, but that's my boy. So please keep him in your thoughts and prayers. And now the Bengals have an even bigger reason to win the Super Bowl. They got to win it for Jeremy. So anyway, all right. For, uh, we got we to get out of this or I'll start crying. Anyway, let's get to my boy. One of the best guys that's on the internet that talks about the Bengals, covers them. He's going to the Super Bowl. I'm so happy for the Orange and Black Insider Podcast, uh, Cincy Jungle, all that stuff. They are getting to go to the Super Bowl and cover it. That is awesome. He is, like I said, he's a great guy. He's my boy, AC, Anthony Cazenza. Anthony, what's going on, brother? What's going on, Iceman? Hey, I, I am I'm very excited. I'm very excited to be on your show. I'm very excited about the season, but I know uh we've got a little bit of bad news, like you said, to start start the day. So uh I yeah. you know, we're all thinking about we're all thinking about Jeremy and if there's anything we can do to to help out or anything, definitely have his family reach out or whatever. So um best best of best thoughts and prayers and everything, Jeremy. That sounds like a not great situation, but you said he's at least talking and um, <laughs> yeah. somewhat aware. So that's oh, he that's said. Good. Yeah, he said he doesn't he doesn't remember the wreck, and he said he, he said it's the Bengals' fault. He was too excited about the Bengals. So, he went ah. so ah, well, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he's, got, he's he, all right. He's, he's always trying to make a joke like me. So it, sometimes we joke <laughs> at the wrong times. <laughs> but yeah, right. I, like right. I said, I, he like I said, as far as I know, he's getting back surgery. He might be doing it right now. I don't know. Like I said, I've been in contact with his dad, and that's the only reason I even know. Uh, yeah. about it. Let me see my phone here. Okay, here we go. Let's, let's see. Uh, okay, okay. He's in Chattanooga. Uh, okay, yeah, he's in Chattanooga right now. He still doesn't know if he's. I still have no idea if he's in surgery or not. So he's in Chattanooga, Chattanooga, Tennessee, is where he's at. So people ask me if I'm gonna go down there. I'm like, I can't go in the hospital. <laughs> so they won't. Right. They all they all let you go in the hospital. So I can just stand outside and. Hold a sign up going, go Jeremy. Right, so. <laughs> right, right. So anyway, I, I'll give you guys some updates as soon as I know. Yeah, give them our best had, for sure. Exactly. But we had some uh, injury updates with the Bengals today. Jackson Carmen did not practice today uh, to, due to a back injury. Now, I don't know if this is something new. I know he's had back issues in the past, and he had some issues with it uh, during the season here. Do you know if this is a new thing, old thing, or 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 what? I don't know either. I know, like you said, I mean, that was part of the deal with, with going into the draft. He had back surgery um, going into the draft, and that was kind of a concern about things. I, I don't know how big of a concern. There, there's there been some kind of – we know last week he got time, right? I mean, he was oh, yeah. in and out of the lineup, and right, right. Uh, there was some good, there was some bad, as it has gone with both him and Adenogy at right guard. So um, there, there was maybe some talk that he was going to get the nod this week. We don't, we don't really know, but this is something that popped up today. I think it was, uh, Charlie Goldsmith who, who yeah. I saw at least dropped the news and, you know, it was a little bit of a surprise and all of that. So we'll have to, we'll have to see, obviously the next, next week's stuff is going right. to be a little more important and right. we'll, we'll see here. But, uh, I mean, back stuff is always tricky. Sometimes it's just a, takes a little rest and that's that. Right. And sometimes it's a lingering thing that you just can't can't get past until a lot of rest right yeah <laughs> exactly surgery, surgery to correct it or whatever so um hopefully it's not going to need another procedure but at this point we just we don't know very much yeah i mean i've hurt my back just picking up laundry before and I could, <laughs> I could, i'm not like i'm not kidding i'll never forget that i went to the laundry room and picked up laundry and i'm like oh my goodness and i'm like and, you know it's like one of those things like, okay well let's go get better and you start walking it's like oh no no it's not oh no it's not. i got anymore i got a chair on my wife's like what do you do I, like, I just hurt my back she goes doing what i said Picking up laundry, she goes. It sucks getting old. Like, yeah, yes, I mean, I've, I've tweeted like changing my my kids' diapers and stuff. You know, right? that's an awkward position. You're like, yeah. oh, oh so. I'm, I'm, I'm woken I'm up. I'm in no position to judge about back no, injuries. I, I'm woken up and, and, and things hurt. I'm like, why is that hurting? <laughs> I didn't even know that part of my body even existed. Why is that hurting? <laughs> so, that's funny. Yeah, it sucks getting old. So. But hey, I do like the jackpot Joey hat, and I, I saw you wear the shirt you had on. Uh, that's QB Joe. I, I, where did you get that at? That is awesome. 
Just found it online. Obviously, it's the uh, the old school GI Joe. I was, right. When I was a kid, GI Joe was like the thing in the eighties. You know, you had the little action figures and yes. stuff. And uh, yeah, I just I grew up on GI Joe. So I saw QB Joe, a real Cincinnati hero. I don't know. I I thought it was kind of clever. Nice. So I'm like, like get that Joe. shirt to me in time for the Super Bowl. I want that shirt. So, right. Uh, like found it online. I, I think it's cool as hell. I saw saw you on your show there, and I wear it. I'm like, where did you get that shirt at? <laughs> like, I want it. So anyway. Yeah. I, so, I, I'll, right. I'll find you the link. I'll see if I can send it to you. I can't remember exactly where I got it, but I'll find the link for you. Appreciate you, man. So when are you guys heading out to the Super Bowl? Is, is it you? Well, is everybody going or who's all going for my right now? It's uh, right now. It's just me. Um, you already live there. It, so you don't have to travel. Very yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's a little TBD in terms of exactly what this, what this looks like. Uh, I had, uh, I had applied through um, the NFL media and NFL communications just to get some, someone out there, me, somebody, um, and I already had an account with with the NFL media just from other stuff I had been to and, and whatnot before. And uh, so at a minimum, it sounds like it's going to me uh, will be in some of those press conferences, maybe ability to sounds like ability to ask questions to the players and coaches, maybe that are interviewed and all that kind of stuff in those pressers and maybe a couple of in-person opportunities and stuff like that, too. It's not a full blown radio row thing. Um, I, I could just couldn't commit to that personally. Um, right. So I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't apply for that, but it sounds like there's going to be some exposure for us on some levels. We're already setting up other interviews, both in conjunction with this and separate just from some other relationships we have. So just kind of hoping we can get some of those interview snippets and uh, you know, you can hear my voice maybe in some of those press conferences and stuff like that. Ask like, hey, I know that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, you know, uh, just, just kind of get involved how I can. And I've never done this before. Quite yeah. honestly, I mean, so I'm kind of a novice at it. I've, I've done other like, you know, I've done the NFL PA Bowl in L.A. and different things as a as a member of the press. So this is a little bit new for me and we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But it sounds like it's a little bit of a little bit of everything, but not the full blown radio row sitting there, the right. whole deal there. Um, but there's going to be a little little taste of everything, I think, which is kind of cool. But I don't want to overpromise, under deliver because I don't know exactly what's there. But right, I uh, got the email from from the NFL last night that we were approved for for some credentials there, which is pretty cool. Awesome. So so is John going too? Is he getting to fly out there, or is, or is it just? You? Uh, I I think it's just me. Um, we'll see if we can get more involved. It sounds like it's just me though. Um, I, I did apply on behalf of you know. Cincy Jungle and the podcast, right, right, right. And, you know, kind well, of. The, I think you company, should at least do, do your show from if you can get close to Radio Row or something. You're at least having a thinking about like, it. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I might do something. Cool. I might do something in LA later in the week, just like an on-site show or on-site right. kind of. Hey, this is what happened today, type of thing. Um, and obviously, hopefully, to meet a lot of Bengals fans that are coming into town for the weekend and whatnot. So we'll we'll figure something out with that. I like I said, I wish I I, I wish on one hand I was doing the Radio Row, but just with a lot of personal you know yeah. day job and kids yes, and all I, that. I, yeah. I, I, I couldn't i couldn't fully commit to that so yes we, yeah. we, we have other yeah. jobs other than this <laughs> so yeah and so totally hopefully this is the first time of many to come so maybe right. you know in the next year we you know we can get the test the waters this this year and see what happens in the next and maybe we really dive in and the team's back in the next couple of years right so That'd uh be awesome yeah yeah so, so i'm excited we'll, we'll see what happens with it but i'm excited so i i, uh, I freaked out yesterday uh Zim and Ace had a show yesterday, and they had Jimmy Burrow on there, and uh, it was pretty cool because uh, I saw I started watching some of it and everything, and I, I retweeted. I said, "Ah, it's cool." I didn't get the I was doing stuff. I didn't get finished it. So Zim hit me back on Twitter and said, "Hey, did you see uh, we mentioned Jackpot?" I said, "What? No." Yeah. All right, so I yeah. went and watched the whole thing, and the coolest part about it was Zim. Zim didn't prompt him. Zim just at, flat out asked him which one was his favorite. What's your favorite, movie? and he said Jackpot. Anthony, I flipped them out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I called Zim up. I'm like, holy crap, he said jackpot. That is awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. And you know, it's it's I was thinking about that right before I was coming on the show here. Uh, cause Zim had texted me asking about, like, oh, you know, you're going you got media access, and just I was kind of telling him what I told you about right. what I kind of knew about it. And um, you know, I was just thinking how cool this year has been, not only from obviously an on-field production team standpoint, all of that, but for just us, all of us that do these shows and write about the team and how, how much these players have like gravitated to us, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. the fans, the people, you know, yes, yes. It, you know, embracing the, the nicknames, coming on shows and doing all kinds of different stuff that's just been – they've been so accessible and so it's been a really, really special season 
for a lot of different reasons. And when I heard that yesterday, I obviously immediately thought of you and I'm like, man, that's, that's awesome for, for Iceman and Maddie Meyer there. I, that's, that's really cool that they, I mean, cause you know, Joe, that's probably one of Joe's favorites, right? If yeah, it's his dad's well, favorite, right. It's gotta be Joe, one of Joe's favorite, if right. not his favorite. So well, and the you gotta is, like that, man. The cool thing is he said somebody gave them to him and I, I called Matt. And I said, did you mail them to me? He goes, no, because you're standing right there. I said, and I couldn't remember because we were down there three times. He said we, yeah. we we threw him to T. Higgins and I said, Hey, can you get this to Joe? These are for his parents. So T. Higgins gave him to Joe, and I guess Joe gave it to his parents. So that's pretty cool right there. I mean, he he at least, you know, gave it to him because we didn't do it. So they yeah, had and, nothing. Yeah, and Zim Zim was telling me that because they also had receivers coach Troy Walters on the other yes. night on yes. their show. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how you know, how'd you get in touch with him? That's that's cool. And then he's you know. You know what? We had sent the Migo shirts to some of the players and stuff, and the receivers coach was like, "I like that shirt. Where'd you get?" So they got in touch with ACM and got him on the show. I mean, they sent him a shirt and got him on the show. And I'm like, "That's that's the kind of stuff that the team, the coaches, they're just they're like, yeah, we we want this synergy with the fan base, which is really really cool." Exactly. Yeah, it, it's been it's been so cool because I mean, the guy, like I said, I mean, when we gave him the hats and everything, I mean, there there were times where like almost all the offensive guys wore the hats out to practice. You yeah. know, I mean, they don't have yeah. to do that. I mean, Riley Reef took a picture when Joe Mixon got, uh, you know, angry runs on, on the NFL Network. The picture of that, you know, Riley Reef's wearing the jackpot Joey hat. It's it's cool. I mean, I I love it all. That's, and like you said, just the whole synergy of this team and and, and just the the connection that they that they have had, the, the, the members on the team with the fan base is ridiculous. Like nothing like I've ever seen ever in my entire life. It, it is, it is yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, all, it's been a special one. This is cool too. I, I, I gotta tell you this and jackpot Joey, Maddie, Maddie is on it. By the way, everybody, it's Maddie Myers who did, it's his name, not mine. I just helped promote it, but uh, Boomer will be wearing Boomer and Geo on their radio show in New York. They will be wearing jackpot Joey gear on the podcast sometime awesome. next week. We don't know when because Maddie, awesome. Maddie called him up and told him about it. They're like, oh, that's awesome. That yeah, you guys awesome. you guys are all the cool the cool people that come up with your own, you know, awesome <laughs> clothing lines and brands and all this stuff. I'm the I'm the dope that can't come up with anything cool. Hey, so I gotta like I, I guess I gotta figure out something to come <laughs> and, and catch up with the cool kids, right? Like I said, I didn't even come up with it. I'm I'm just the dope who who uh, latched onto it when he when he when he blew me up enough times saying saying jackpot. And uh, like I said, I'll never forget it. Where it was, it was last year or no beginning of this year, like springtime. He kept saying it over and over on the show. I'm like, because I was calling him Joe Freakenborough. He's like, his name's Jackpot. His name's Jackpot. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. And all of a sudden he goes in the comments, it's trademarked. I'm like, oh, all right. Well, I don't have my trademark, so cool. I'll call him Jackpot. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> that was it. Yep. And we've been taking off ever since then. So I'll get yep. some of the uh, comments here because I know um, a cool had some on here. Let me see if I can find them here. Uh, nope, we don't got that one. Because he was talking about the offensive line and stuff like that. I'm working on a new computer here, so bear with me. Um, oh, try, I'm trying to fix my you computer. Look, you look and sound crisp, my friend. It must well, be that, that new that I, new I computer. hope so. I hope so because <laughs> the last, yesterday, I rewatched yesterday's show. I, I kept doing this. Oh, you're doing the yeah. Yeah, I'm doing the robot yeah. freezing. So, all right. Uh, Quote says the offense is being hamstrung by poor O line, and even the play calling is trying to get around it. They still give up sacks and near immediate pressures. Hard to assign or start hard assignment versus the Rams. I, I mean, I agree with him, but one thing I've said before is if we can get through Tennessee. And give up nine sacks. Actually, it was eleven sacks because two of them, you know, got called back for a whistle and penalty. We, I think, we can get past anybody. But I do agree with him. It, it is, it is. Their defense is no joke. Uh, you know, um, uh, who's their D line? Well, I can't think of his name now. Um, for the Rams. On, oh, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. Thank you. Yeah, Von no Miller. <laughs> yeah. Leonard Floyd. I mean, name yeah. someone. You know, what yeah. I mean? they, they, I'm, I'm an Aaron Donald. He's the one that really scares yeah. me. I mean, to be honest. Yeah. Well, what, what's your what's your thoughts on the offensive line and? Well, I'm always kind of the, how do you want to look at this couple schools of thought guy? I, I, if you listen to my show, I kind of try and present different opinions on it and maybe it's right. pessimist, optimist, or however you want to label it. But look like to your point, if you can get past nine sacks against the number one seed in their house, mm-hmm. get past them and find a way to win, you're going to find ways to, to overcome these weaknesses pretty much every week. 
right? I mean, that's, right. that's, and the quarterback is a big reason why the weapons on offense are a big reason why opportunistic and very, very sound defense is, are, are all the reasons why great kicking. Um, the, but in, in it, keeping in that optimistic side of things, this, to me, this team right now arrived to the Super Bowl a year or two earlier than I expected. Oh, yeah. Based on the based on the year youth of the team and hey, there's still some holes like the holes that the, yeah. the commenter just brought up about the offensive line. Maybe they're a year or two away. And here they are. Imagine if they start hitting on some of those offensive line pieces in the next right. couple of years. Right. That's that's like wow. Now mm-hmm. the other the other flip side of that argument, of course, is matchup issues, and this is Probably as daunting, maybe a, I don't know, maybe a little less daunting than the Tennessee task, but a very, very daunting task coming up mm-hmm. against those three and how they get after the quarterback. I, I've been saying this. I've been trying to pump this up for the last week and a half or so. We had a, an episode on our podcast with former Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio. He played with yes. Montana. In, oh, he in liked 90s. to talk. Yeah, oh, he, did. he did. Yeah. He did. But he did. Awesome, he, he, there was a thing in there where he described slide protection and yes. responsibilities and all of that. Mm-hmm. I would recommend I, I because he, he what he did talk a bit. I can't go into the whole thing, but no. I would recommend and I don't want to self-promote, but I would no, recommend no, that I, I, go I, back and, and and listen to that because he describes it well and describes the assignments. And that was for the Chiefs and mm-hmm. talking about Chris Jones, who is a very good interior defensive lineman in his own right. This is Aaron Donald. So I think if you take that mindset, you can go back and look at, listen to that and say, okay, this is probably what the Bengals are going to try and do here with Aaron Donald. What do they do then on those one-on-one matchups with Vaughn Miller, one-on-one matchups with Leonard Floyd, CJ Ozama in or out? Is he going to be able to help as a, you know, a chip blocker type of thing? Mm-hmm. Is that going to be Drew Sample? Are they going to leave a back end to help out? What, what are they going to do on some of those one-on-ones to help negate Von Miller, Leonard Floyd, should they be double teaming, which I assume they will be on the regular Aaron Donald. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, you know, that's, it's a, it's a really daunting task. That's really probably going to be one of the major areas where this game is won or lost. But again, I go back to what you said about the Tennessee game. This team just keeps finding a way. They just, they're not even getting into the end zone ice. They're, 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 they're kicking field. They're, they're rookie kicker has kicked 12 field goals in three games. I know at 12 for 12. They're not even getting in the end zone and they are in the Super Bowl. So it's like, it's they're like just it's, finding ways. It's like, it's our year or something. I mean, I don't yeah, know. I think Royal flush Terry says five touchdowns and 12 field goals. He just said it in the comment section, right? there. Yeah. It's that's, that's exactly right. It's ridiculous. I mean, and that's the thing. It's like people, you know, you got, you got the, the defense and all this, which I, the Rams defense is good. I'm not, I'm not trying to say anything about it, bad about it. And I honestly think, it's going to be a close game, and it's going to come down to Money Mick, Shooter, <laughs> kicking a game-winning field goal again. And let's let's just talk about Shooter. I mean, how <laughs> – he he is – his mindset is the same as Joe Burrow's. Him and yeah. Jackpot are ice water in their veins. Nothing faces them. That's one thing I love about this whole team. That is permeated throughout the whole team. Nothing phases this team, Anthony. I mean, you go you go down, give up nine sacks to Tennessee. You go down 18 points in Kansas City in the loudest stadium in the NFL, yeah. and you come back and win both of them? I mean, that, that doesn't normally happen. I'm just – that's what I love about this team, the, the, the tenacity of it. Well, so here's that's that's a great point. And there's that young confidence. They, you know, a lot of people are talking about this experience, experience, playoff experience, and the Bengals keep getting past that, right? They keep saying, well, no, that doesn't mean anything. Right. Um, and in a weird way, the lack of experience by this Bengals team is actually a good thing because the experienced Bengals teams in the right. past had all those demons they hung on to. Mm-hmm. They were waiting for that shoe to drop. They were waiting for that mistake. They were waiting for things to snowball. They were waiting for their home fans to boo them on their own stadium because they weren't playing well, right? Uh-huh. right. These guys don't give an S about, mm-hmm. about any of that stuff, right? Yep. And I think that's part of the reason why you see so few, aside from an aging roster, obviously getting more talented players, but I think part of the formula that Zach Taylor wanted to implement and recreating this roster was we, we can't have our young, confident guys be around all these guys that have yes. lost four playoff games, five That's playoff games, three point. playoff. Yes. I, we, we can't have that mindset permeate yep. through our locker room and get into the heads of these guys who are supposed to be changing our culture, supposed to be changing our franchise. And that's no knock on any of those no, guys. Cause no. a lot of those guys are fantastic football players, but 
I think that was part of the mindset maybe of we can't hang on to this, these old ghosts. We got to get right. new, new guys in here who have played in big games in, in college, maybe even pros, Mike Hilton, right? Mm-hmm. Trey Hendrickson, right? I mean, guys who have played in these high profile games coming from winning college programs, professional teams, bring those guys in and, you know, hang on to a couple of key, key Marvin guys, but really re retool the whole thing. I mean, that's exactly what, what Zach said. You know, we want to get get the right guys in the building. And, there, and, and again, nothing wrong with the, the, the guys we had before, but you said they had those demons. And no matter how much you try to fight it, it's going to cur- come back in the back of your head. It, it, trust me, it came back in the back of our heads as fans. You know, like, oh, no, I don't want to hear, you know, you know the Raiders game. I, I was guilty of it this year alone. And right. I, they were like, shut up, Anthony. That's not <laughs> happening. Right? Right, exactly. They, they don't care. They don't know that stuff. We do. So that, that's exactly – that's a great point. Exactly what Zach Taylor had said for the last two years. We're getting the, the right guys in the room with the right, you know, right mentality to change the culture. And Zach has done it. And it that, and you're, the, the, the fruits are in the labor. You can see what we have here. And I've never seen a, a team – and what I love about it is, is they're not cocky. I don't really think they're cocky. I think they're just confident in what they can do. And it's like uh, Evan McPherson. He goes, well, it's my job. You know, I'm paid to make field goals, you yeah. know, but what he's doing as a rookie is freaking ridiculous. I don't think anybody's ever done this as a rookie. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, to me, cocky is more of an individual confidence. Cocky is more about, uh, I'm so great. I'm so great. I think this team has that individual confidence, but what I've seen is they are confident in the other guys around them to make the plays, to pick each other up. Joe Burrow is able to make these tight window throws, improve on his deep ball, et cetera, because he is confident in Jamar Chase. He is confident in who T. Higgins is. He is confident that Tyler Boyd's going to get a first down. So are, are there flaws on this team? For yeah, sure. For sure. But yeah. but I, I think the, the confidence, cockiness is, I'm so great. I can do it all. I'm the best. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of that, but I feel like there's also – I'm I'm really good at what I do, but the guys around me are also very good at what they do. And I right. think that's that's the difference between cockiness and confidence that I see with this team. And another thing, too, back to what Aquila said about the offensive line. And one thing that I've noticed that because Zach was starting to drive me nuts of running the ball on first down almost every time. I'm like, why do you keep doing this? I'm like, if I know it. But I really, as I watched, shoot, I've watched the Chiefs game probably like three times already. I'm probably going to watch it another three or four times. I'm probably going to tonight. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, I love this thing. But if you watch what Zach did, he was calculated of when he took shots, when he let them do it. And whether Zach's going to admit it or not, he's coaching around the offensive line. He is. We all know it. He has to. But that, to me, that goes to how good a coach Zach is, to, I mean, Let's face it, the offensive line isn't that great. It's it's okay. It's better than it was last year. It still isn't great. But Zach is coaching around that. And Anthony, he coached them to a freaking Super Bowl. <laughs> like, that's – I'm just – I just want to give props to Zach because, you know, for last year's, you know, 6-25-1, that's all we heard about. Well, he's coaching his ass off right now, I think. He is. And here's the thing. I think we all get frustrated at those – at the offensive line at the play calling and, and man, we all talk about also, but just mm-hmm. side note, we all talk about how great this team would be from a passing standpoint with an offensive line. Oh God. Yes. Uh-huh. Take, take 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 a look at who Joe Mixon would be right. with, with, with an improved offensive line. Because if you look back, he had a really, his, his, I guess his next best season behind this one was when Frank Pollock was here in 2018. And that's behind Cordy Glenn. Alex mm-hmm. Redmond. I mean, I just mm-hmm. a, a mishmash of, of right. players in and out in different spots. So, um, you know, I, I think I think that's something to to think about. But to your to your point of um, you were talking about offensive line play calling and whatnot. Yeah, Zach. Here's, the, here's the thing. Here's the head. thing with the run run game. It's frustrating, especially when you see those you know early down one yard game, two yard game. You go, gosh, you're just putting yourself in these third and longs all yeah, the time. Yeah. It's frustrating. It's precarious. But did you see what happened at the end of the game? Uh-huh. Did you see what it happened broke. in overtime? Yep. It Mixon was it gashing broke. them. And they they, they broke them. They yeah. broke them. And, yeah. and, and that is where you go, you know what? There's a little bit of genius behind some of that. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating to watch for the yes. first part of the game. But late in the game, 
it pays off sometimes. And it, it was the same thing against the, the first Raiders game. I was, I was just about to say that. Yeah, yeah. That, that was the first time first I Raiders game. Because I'm like, thing. oh, my God, stop running the ball. Second half, Mixon ran all over him. Yep. And yeah. it's 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 risky. And there and it puts you, like I said, it puts you behind the sticks more often than you would like. But there are times when you go, hey, this is this is where it starts to pay off. And maybe you also look at who the offense is on the opposing sideline. Same thing with this week and all the weapons there. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say the similar game plan will will definitely definitely be utilized this week, but I, I've I've said I think we're talking Chase, we're talking Burrow, we're talking offensive line and pass rush and all that. I think Mixon is a quite quite key in this in this game for sure. Right, exactly. And the thing is too, what I, I keep bringing up too is, yes, the, the, they have a great pass rush. Yes, they have a, a one really good cornerback. The other cornerback is good. I'm I'm not saying one, you know, but you know, Jalen Ramsey's probably the best quarterback in football. But I just I don't see them being able to stop all three of the Migos, as Ace calls them. You know, it, it's just like you you double team say Ramsey chases uh chases Chase the whole time, which I don't he does that sometimes, not not all the time. I don't know if he's going to or not. Well let's just say he does. Well that leaves you know T- Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. Somebody's gonna get open. And then if CJ mm-hmm. plays you got him and you got Mixon as well like you just said. To me Offensively, our ta- we're a more talented team offensively as a whole, I think, than the Rams are. And like and like Sean here says, I'm trying to get this comment. Try to get your co- your guys' comments up here. But Sean says, uh, defense wins championships. And where in the past where our defense would collapse, 2015, mm-hmm. our defense rises to the challenge, and that makes a difference. And Anthony, three huge plays in that Kansas City game. Eli Apple. Who made the, the 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 tackle at the end of the half? Which after he ma- made up for his pass interference, and you got B.J. Hill, who I've said on here a ton of times, we flat stole from the Giants. Yeah, and then yeah. you got Jesse Bates and Von Bell getting together for that that uh, that interception in overtime. That's three yep. huge plays, and we capitalized on all three of them. Well, I mean, the Eli Apple one it just it kept us in the game, I should say. We, but right. we capitalized it coming out out of there. That, 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 those are huge, and those are things that former Bengal teams would not do. And they also would not adjust yes. mid-game. <laughs> and I, I loved Marvin. I mean, I would get very frustrated with him, and it ended poorly. Mm-hmm. I loved Mike Zimmer. Mm-hmm. Do you remember some of the biggest games? Mike Zimmer's defenses that finished top five, top ten every mm-hmm. year in the playoffs? Yeah. They would get steamrolled. The Jets, mm-hmm. remember that? Mm-hmm. Remember that game? They got yep. steamrolled in that game. The Chargers? But, yeah, the Chargers. And they said they did not show us anything offensively or defensively. I, rem- I remember this specifically Melvin Ingram, when he was on the chargers after that playoff game, he said they did not show us anything differently than they did a month ago when they came to San Diego and beat us. And that's why we were able to be successful this week. And that to me said, Oh boy, that's, that's <laughs> not a good, that's not a good sign. And so when you look at Lou Anarumo first half versus the chiefs, you're going, this is going to be a long day. This is going to be a real long day. Right. And that catalyst play by Eli Apple, I don't think adjustments had fully been made at that point. Right. That was the catalyst. They went into halftime. They adjusted things. It's a three-man rush. They drop an eight back. And you could see, I, I said this on the Wednesday show, um, Luana Rumo, we, we talked about the sneaky genius of using the running game and it paying off late. Luana Rumo, in my opinion, seemed to use the aggressiveness, the explosiveness of the Chiefs offense, Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey, guess, all of yes. that against him. Yes. By, by playing that that cat and mouse that, hey, you know, we're not going to let you gash us in the middle of the field on these crossers and these drag routes and all that stuff anymore. So you got to figure out something else. And that aggressiveness turned to impatience. Mm-hmm. And and Mahomes, you saw it. He, 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 couldn't, he couldn't decide where he, he wanted to go. Yeah. And, and I, I've said this probably seven times this week. There was a play late in the game where he he was looking downfield, looking to make something happen. And I believe it was Edwards Hilaire who just was out in the flat, right? Mm-hmm. I think he was in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, hey, take the take the four or five yards, right? right? And mm-hmm. and just move the ball, keep keep it going. And he just sailed it. Yeah. He just I think, sailed, I sailed think it. He, he threw that to either to, to Kelsey or it was to Tyreek Hill. I, I know the play you're talking Someone about. in the flat. Yeah. Yeah, someone yeah. in the flat where it's a, yes. an easy completion, just get, and, get some yeah. yards and move on. And it, he just sailed it. And you go that, and I think that's when you see that you go, oh, Patrick Mahomes imploded. Well, no, I think they just frustrated the hell out of him. Uh-huh. And he just was so impatient. He just was like, I, you know, he just started to play tight because 
of the defense clamping down and not allowing them to do what they like to do. So um, anyway, that's that's just a thought I had this week. No, I, I agree with you. And another point that I said on my show a couple times this week, the the play by Sam Hubbard, where again, yeah. Patrick Mahomes has all all kinds of time. Anthony, all he had to do was run. He could have ran right up the middle and probably yep. got you know a yard or two and got him closer. Throw the ball away. He had plenty of time to. He did none of it. He ran around in circles, and Sam Hubbard finally goes, all right, F it. You're not coming out. I'm coming after you. And yep. he went after him. Not only did they sack him. the gap and win. Yeah, strip sack. I mean, if, if – Almost uh, ended the game. Right. <laughs> yes. If, if the offensive lineman doesn't jump on the ball, it's over. I mean, right. that, right. uh, that would have been awesome if we didn't do it like that. But, I mean, to 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 your point, he was so frustrated. And I watched the the mic'd up thing, and they and everything they kept saying – we're going to be aggressive. We're going to take big shots. And that, that was their mindset. They ne- Their whole team's mindset was never to take the smaller plays. You know, it was always big shots, big shots, big shots. And the Bengals weren't giving it to them. And they wouldn't take the ones that they were giving them. And like I said, it just frustrated them to death. And they're going to kick themselves. And I know Chiefs fans have tweeted out. They're, I think they're calling Chase, push off Chase or something. I'm like, oh, God. Oh yeah, God. you guys, hush. I'm like, we, you scored three points. Twice in the second half of both times you played the Bengals. It had nothing to do with anybody pushing anybody off. Our defense shut you down more than did anything. That's and that's the biggest thing. And, and to me, that is the biggest surprise of this team this year is this defense. Because you know, I called Lou and Arumo. I called him Armadillo for all of last year and the beginning of this year. And I said, all right, never mind. You're you're Lou and Arumo and you're, you're coaching really well. Because beginning of the season, if you remember back, the offense wasn't clicking like it is now. We were winning games because of our defense, and our defense has held held strong this whole year. Yep. And what I what I like about it, maybe it'll change if if and when the Bengals win the Super Bowl this next week. But not a lot of household names, right? I mean, you, people some some decent decent NFL fans know who Trey Hendrickson is and was, right? Some knew who. DJ reader is and was, but you know, it, it's really their performance this year that really, you know, people start saying, Oh, Logan Wilson. Oh, he's pretty good. You know, like casual NFL fans are saying Logan Wilson's a pretty good linebacker. Oh, you know, and, and these are guys that weren't household names and they're just, they're doing the right things at every level. And I, I noticed this and said this as well earlier this week that Jesse Bates has in the regular season, disappointing regular season by Jesse Bates standards, right? The postseason Jesse Bates has arguably been the best player. On, playoff, on, playoff Bates uh, is awesome. Uh, he's, he's been, that. he's been incredible. Yes. Um. So, you know, it's like, Hey, if you got to play your best, might as well do it now. I'll take well, it. And that's, that's uh, the but too, but just these guys are stepping guys. up. We never, we never had that. We never had that in, in other Bengals games of the past. You know, we never had these players step up. Marvin right. Lewis is like, no, it's just another game. You know, we just keep playing like it is, yada, yada. And they don't change anything. These guys change stuff. They know, they yes, they act like it's uh, it's not a big deal. But they know it is. And they get, know, know they have to make plays. But they mm-hmm. do. And that's what's so yep. cool about this team. Yep. And this is, right. this is without Wayne's contributing. You know, <laughs> this, is, this is without Ogan Joby mm-hmm. in the lineup. So, yeah. yeah. Exactly. All right. Terry here says, on a side note of sorts, I started following Bengal podcasters a couple of years ago. Uh, and started with Anthony and John and still watching. So uh, there you go. What's up? When did you guys start your That's your nice, podcast? Terry. Appreciate that. You know, I, I was on a show years and years ago for a couple of years um, in, inside the jungle. It was with Nick Superling and Mickey Menser and, and another guy, Scott Bantel. It was a great show. And um, they Nick, at that point, I think, got into um, – because the FC Cincinnati had, had joined and he was more of a, a little more of a soccer guy than, mm-hmm. than football guy. So he really got into that side of things. And since he jungle at that point was like, Hey, we're just looking for a show. So I, I started back in 2016, which was real rough after that playoff game. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, yeah. And then like, you know, every season since has been like, Oh God, you know? And so, you know, doing mock drafts in November yeah. and crap like that. We're not so, doing that. This year, awesome. this, this year, people are asking me about prospects. I'm like, I, I, I know, I, I, I haven't people, been looking. Yeah, that's what people ask me. I'm like, the only one that I, I have a thought of, and I don't even know the guy, the kid's name is the, the center out of Iowa. I'm like, maybe we can get him. Yeah. Other than that, I haven't really looked at any, but I know, yeah. I know Bearcats. I mean, I know those guys, but I don't, I don't know yeah. any of them. But and that's like, like last year, like how many shows. 
did you do? I know, and I do this every day. So I, I did a lot of shows about this. Chase or Sewell? Sewell or Chase? Yeah, yeah. I was so sick of talking about that by yeah. the time the draft got here. We don't have to. And Jeremy, it's February. This is great. I mean, this yeah. is unfreaking believable. Yeah. Now, let's get to Joel's comment here. He wants to know, are we going to sign Bates to a long term? What do you guys think? I think they're going to. Now, what Troy Blackburn told me outside of practice this summer, again, Troy has no idea who I am. <laughs> Just thinks I'm a fan, which I am a fan. Um, but he said that Jesse Bates' agent wanted to wait till after the year was over, and then they would negotiate. That's what Troy Blackburn told me. He said they absolutely want to sign him. I think they're going to. What's your What's your thoughts? I don't know because <laughs> uh, because I said you know the regular season was so up and down and then he's been outstanding this postseason. Uh, initially, my thought was, you know, maybe the Bengals are in a little better position to get a contract in place wherein they are more comfortable paying a position that they don't really put a premium on. Right? Um, it's like safety and guard. I mean, they just don't pay those positions very often, at least not premium money. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what the ask is. Um, there's not, I don't think PFF. it's going to be as big as it was before. It won't. Yeah. I, I still see this thing potentially at, at least initially going the franchise tag route. I, I mm-hmm. think there's going to be a little bit of a, a tug of war now, whether they parlay the franchise tag into a long-term deal this year, like they can, you can sign into that and just say, right. Hey, we're going to continue hammering out a long-term deal. We'll get it done in the summer. Right. Maybe that's what happens. Um, but I, I think I think this is headed franchise tag deal just because of how weird this year has been for Jesse Bates and just right. kind of tale of two seasons, so to speak. So that's that's kind of my initial gut feeling on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't disagree with that at all. I mean, and hopefully and I really do think the whole contract thing is really got was on his mind. I, I really I think he was trying trying too hard to, to do stuff and. Something clicked in the playoffs, and he's he's back to the Jesse Bates of last year. Now, I got to read this comment to you from Foxy. When Foxy's down in Louisville, he said, he "said What's up, AC? When we when we win, my victory lap is going to be from all the way to Cincinnati from Louisville. Not running, but he's driving." <laughs> so, oh, okay, there you go. Okay, there you go. There you go. I, I like I it. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not in shape enough. I'm not in shape at all. I mean, I, Louisville's Louisville's probably a couple hours from Cincy, right? Yeah, it's about two hour drive. Yeah. So I, I went my first time ever out in Cincinnati. Funny story. Yeah. My my sister, I was going with my sister and my brother and a couple other people. My sister had booked the flights for us. We didn't really know we had never been out there, right? So right. she booked the flights and we're like, okay, we're gonna fly into what is it, Co- Covington, right? Yes. The, the yeah. So um, you know where, the, where the airport is, this is an airport. Right, in, right in, yeah. In, in yeah, yeah, yeah. In Kentucky, yeah. <laughs> it's in, it's in she, uh, she, Hebron. Yeah, yeah, she accidentally um <laughs> She accidentally signed us to go, uh, had it all set up for us to go to the Lexington. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah. So then we had like a five hour flight and then we had like a two hour drive. I'm like, yeah. you are absolutely killing me right now. And we could have been right in the city, but we didn't know. Learning lesson. Yeah. 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 Lexington. Well, it's probably cheaper. Honestly, sometimes it's cheaper to fly into Louisville or Lexington. Than yeah. But you take fly. one of those tiny little deals there. Cause it's all like little commuter jets and oh, stuff. And you're like, I'll, oh. I'll never forget this. I, I, uh, I was flying down to Florida for my, my sister-in-law's wedding and I ended up flying into Orlando and I rented a car. <laughs> my wife rented me a car. My wife was already down there and she rented me a car. And I'm not kidding, Anthony, this car was about this big. <laughs> like you, a Fiat or something? Yeah. Yeah. It was like a little, <laughs> little thing. Like, a little, like almost two. So I mean, it had a back seat. I don't know how like a baby could fit back there. So <laughs> I remember jumping in this thing, driving from Orlando over to, 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 to Tampa, St. Pete, I uh, pull up my brother's house. He goes, "The hell are you driving? That looks like a freaking roller skate." I'm like, "Getting out!" <laughs> like, you're riding a Geo Metro yeah, or something. Right, exactly. I'm like, "He said, like, how'd you fit in that thing?" I said, "Well, I said I fit in it, but nobody else else could fit in it though." But anyway, that's, that's funny. That's why. Well, every time I, I I fly on on flights, I I have to have the aisle seat because I cannot. Yeah. Oh, dude, I my I can't sit. Well, I I don't sit very good anyway. I'm kind of a I'm kind of a hyper guy. I don't know if you ever noticed. Yeah, or emergency exit row or something. Yes, where you get a little yes. extra room. I yeah. want some room. So yeah. Anyway, that is this is kind of funny from us, Sean here. He says, We are drafting 30 seconds. We <laughs> yeah. have an eternity to think about the draft. Exactly. Yeah. That yep. is and that, how cool is that? We're gonna Very. I think I think we're we're drafting 30 seconds. We'll see. All right, I see here, Richard. Uh, as far as Jesse Bates, they would have to pay him more 
for the new contract. But I, but again, I don't think it's going to be as much as he was asking for. You know, he was asking to paid as the highest paid safety in the league. I think I don't think that's happening. So I think here's it's a cheaper. the other thing that we're not really accounting for with some of these uh, some of these things. Guys want to play here now. Yes, this team is winning. Yes, and and they've got a quarterback who is the dude. So I don't want to say hometown discount or whatever, but these guys are apparently really like the the culture, the locker room, what they're doing. I mean, there there are a there's a number of factors outside of you know dollars and cents that would potentially play into this. So. Hopefully that that plays into it positively for the Bengals. I think a lot of us want to see Jesse Bates signed, uh, you know, at a minimum fr- franchise tagged, and that way you just have one less need to fill mm-hmm. in a lot. And, and w- with a good player, um, you have one less need to fill going forward. Yeah, I mean, the cool thing is we, we've seen this a lot. These guys like each other. I mean, how cool is yeah. that, that that they that they like each other? And one, one thing, another uh, point I'll bring up that I don't think he's been he's not even considered for this as executive of the year is Duke Tobin, which I don't, I'm kind of curious. Can he be considered for that since he's not technically the GM, but we all know he is? I mean, I don't, I'm not sure I, of that. I don't know. I, I don't. Well, I think so. I think he can be because it's te- it's executive of the year and not GM, GM of the year. Right. Um, and, and I think everybody kind of realizes he's kind of the de facto GM. Why they won't right. give him that title in in general, I, I'm not I really no sure. Idea. sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know even assistant GM or something like that. If Mike Brown wants to keep it, uh, but I mean, it's just kind of. One of those things where you go, well, you just kind of shrug and go, it doesn't matter. They're in the Super right. Bowl and they built a good team. So I guess the right. title doesn't really matter. If it doesn't bug him, it doesn't bug me. Right. Right. Exactly. One of the things, let's just talk about the guys that he's picked up this year that, that have, have made plays for, for the Bengals down the stretch here. One of the biggest guys I think is Trey Flowers. That mm-hmm. was a huge pick. Not down the stretch, they picked him up like, like the middle of the season. But he's made some great plays in the secondary and in special teams. And what, Square? Is that his name that he picked up last week? He's even making plays. I mean, it's it's Duke Tobin is on a roll. Everybody he's picking up is helping is helping this team win. Yeah, the Flowers thing is really kind of kind of a fun thing for me because he was a guy that was starting for another team, Seattle, mm-hmm. and just wasn't playing very well. Boundary corner just because of his and and if you know Pete Carroll, if you know Seattle, he likes big corners. That's right. the same thing with Sherman. He likes them to be big and physical and have a lot of length, and that is what Trey Flowers is and has um, just wasn't playing very well as a boundary guy. And so the Bengals did a genius thing with him. They're like, you know, we're not going to expose you on these, you know, maybe expose some speed issues or whatever the, you know, technique issues. We're going to have you just use your size and length and go up against big targets across the middle, whether that's tight ends, a big slot receiver, what have you. And we're going to line you up and we're going to do that. And he has, when he's gone up against tight ends, there's been a couple plays made on him, mm-hmm. and and you kind of expect that, but it has not been to the degree of what we have seen in for years and years right. and years right. of right. tight ends gashing well, the Bengals. Last year we couldn't cover the tight end, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so they found this guy that's kind of a utility player that comes in and can kind of do a couple of different things, and that's yeah, a, a genius pickup there, and it's just a. You know, another team's trash is another team's treasure and just using the guy correctly, using the guy to his strengths. And that's what the Bengals have done. And they've done that with a number of players. I mean, you could say Apple. Apple's yeah, I, playing I, the best. I, was about I mean, to he, that he has his flaws. He has yeah. his flaws. Let's not, yeah. There's no doubt about it. Right. This is the, from and I haven't watched him on a snap to snap basis at, on the Giants or the Saints, but I saw him get torched quite often. He is playing the best football I have seen him play mm-hmm. in his in oh, his yeah. pro career. Um, and he is feeling it. Uh, if you see his Twitter, <laughs> yeah, his Twitter? oh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. chirping like crazy, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which I'm good with that as long as he can back it up. But I mean, yeah, yeah he's gotten burnt. Like I said, the, the what you said earlier in the show is you know, he got the pass interference that got the, the Chiefs, you know, go, you know, goal, goal to go to the the, the uh, touchdown there before halftime. But he came up, made that tackle on Tyreek Hill at, at, at halftime. So, I mean, yes, he's gotten burnt. But yes, he's but he's made more. I think he's made more good plays than bad plays th- this year, to be honest. And guys at work, I'm like, when he made the play, um, oh Tennessee, that's what it was, didn't it? And I'm like, oh, I said Eli Apple. They're like, oh man, he's made one play. I said, have you been watching the Bengals? Like, yeah. he's made more than one play. I said, yeah, like, oh, get out of here. I said, okay, first of all, I said I go to every game. <laughs> I watch yeah. every game. I talk yeah. about him every day. I said, trust me, I know what I'm talking about. He's made more than one play. You need yeah. to go watch the tape. 
So, I mean, yeah. that, that's what people, they're, you know, rotten apple this and rotten apple that. Well, he's actually been, you know, a diamond in the rough, to be honest. I mean, it, second, it, second half of the season on, he has. Yes. See, there were some rough spots in the first part first of the season, half. but yes, but he has really picked it up the, the second half of the season and through the postseason. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if, uh, if we didn't have him, like, and this is everything I, I, I've said to you on the show a couple of times, and it's, it's the glass half full mentality. Now, we all hated that Joe Burrow jackpot got his knee blown out. But if he didn't, we wouldn't have drafted Chase. And if we don't have Chase, I don't think we're, we're, we are in the Super Bowl. I really don't. He's been that big of a game changer. I mean, what, what's your thought process on that? Well, yeah, I, I, you're probably right. I mean, there are, there's a chance that maybe the Bengals liked him way more than other teams. I don't know. Um, there, there's a chance that maybe they trade up. That's not usually what the Bengals do anyway. But, it, you know, even if they did that, then you're looking at, you know, you trade up and what do you, who do you not get? A Deontay Smith, a Tyler Shelvin, uh, you know, all these other guys that they picked up with their picks and still had Chase. So, yeah, I mean, uh, he's he's been a franchise changer. That's that's oh, an he, understatement. If he doesn't win Rookie of the Year, I'll be shocked. I, to me, it'd be a travesty. I, don't, I, I saw mean, something on someone's Instagram. I think, he, I think he's got the Pepsi Rookie of the Year trophy. I don't know if it was official or not. Um, on Twitter, I saw someone post that. He was holding it in the locker room. I think it was uh, – Mike Thomas or Stanley Morgan that was filming uh, him on their, on their Instagram. So I we need to confirm that. We'll see yeah, what happens. I'll have to check, check that. I have I know he's got like five or six of, of the belt or whatever. So mm-hmm. anyway, Anthony, you've been on for almost an hour as always. I appreciate you. Go have fun at the Super Bowl. It's in your hometown. So it's yeah. You know, how far, actually, how far away are you from the stadium? Are you, you know, well, I, know, huh? I, 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 I'm an hour away, but oh, okay. traffic and, yeah. LA traffic and all that it's stuff. I mean, horrendous. an hour drive can turn into three or four, no problem. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, you time it right. It's, it's basically an hour. So yeah. And I, I got to figure out if I, Oh man, these tickets, I'm trying to figure out how to, how to get a, a ticket or two tickets yeah. or multiple tickets. And it's just like, Oh yeah. 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 I'm, oh, dude, I'm, I'm, I've entered every contest I can enter to try <laughs> to try to get tickets. So, which I don't know if you saw yesterday's show, I, I had uh, the winners, or two mm-hmm. winners for uh, Jim Irsay. So uh, they, they were excited. Yeah. I was like, that's awesome. I said, you got a really big suitcase to fit me in there. I'll come with yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. I'll stow away. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So uh, tell everybody where they can follow you, what you got coming up on uh, uh, your podcast and any articles or anything, anything like that. Uh, at CJ Anthony CUI is the Twitter handle at Bengals OBI is the podcast handle. Um, CincyJungle.com is the website. Yeah. Doing different stuff. We've got um, some interviews that we're, we're lining up for next week. We'll, we'll, you know, maybe some, some names from yesteryear is I'll, I'll just kind of say that we'll, we'll, so hopefully some, some Bengals names that folks will be uh, a part of. And then, like I said, I don't, I don't know what to expect next week because I haven't done this thing. It sounds like I'll be at least in some interviews and or press conferences, things like that. Maybe a couple of in-person things. And obviously anything I get with that, we'll, we'll share and or do recaps or anything like that on the show and on the website. So, um, I, I wish I had a little more firm uh, things for you, but we, we're just in the midst of booking and and kind of finding our way through this thing because this is all not from a from a coverage standpoint, but from a fan standpoint, it's all just kind of uncharted waters. So we're just trying to navigate all of it, you know. It, it's the, it's the Bengals' first time in a Super Bowl in a while. It's your first time, so you're we're you're going to figure it out together. But like I said, I, I think yeah. we're. We're going to have to – it's going to be really a struggle, Anthony, but I think we're going to have to get used to this because I think this is going to happen a couple more times. So too. <laughs> next time Me we go, you'll be, you'll be more more prepared. <laughs> uh, yeah. Are you uh, – Are you You got a prediction or anything uh, so far? Are you, you, wait, uh, you holding off on that till next I'm, week? I'm kind of holding off on the on the actual number prediction. I mean, I I think it's going to be close. I mean, every game the Bengals have played, and that's, I've said that all year because – 90% of the games they play have been close, except for, you know, except for playing the Raptors and Squeals, which kicked their ass. But, right. but for most right. part, especially these playoff games, it's been close. So, I mean, yeah, my score prediction, I'm going to wait till next week. But, I mean, I, I, I could see it being a touchdown or Ed McPherson field goal at the gun to win it. I could yeah. see that, too. Yeah, way, I, I'm, I'm seeing happens, a coin, coin flip game for me, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a heart attack if that happens. I, I might just die. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, Anthony, I appreciate you coming on. Make sure you course, guys go man. follow him. Go check out their podcast. They're awesome. Follow, like I said, they're going to the Super Bowl. So go check them out. They're going to have some really cool interviews and insight and stuff like that. So who day, Anthony? Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it, man. See you, brother. 
All right, guys. As always, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Anthony Cazenza and John do a great job on their podcast and everything they write on Cincy Juggle. So, like I said, if you're not uh, a follower, go follow them. Go check them out on Cincy Jungle and on the Orange and Black Insider Podcast. Go check out my boys Ace and Zim on the Orange is the New Black Podcast. And go check out the one that they just did yesterday. That's the one where Jimmy Burrow, Jackpot Joey Burrow's dad, said he likes Jackpot the best out of all the nicknames. So, yep, yeah, I'm a little happy about that one. Anyway, let's get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream. And as always, I appreciate every single one of them. They are Hootay Nation, Hootay Legion, Cincinnati Reds, Riding Third, Heading for Home, Bearcat Country, Bearcat Ruckus, Ohio State Bucknuts, The Ice Bar. And you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenopole. TikTok is at Iceman90. I will be pulling the sound off later on tonight, putting it on the podcast. So check it out. It's on BeanPod, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, and review. Give me a five-star review. Leave a comment so more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. YouTubers, you guys are awesome. We're at 1,485 subscribers. That is awesome. I was hoping to get to 2,000 by the time Super Bowl rolls around, but if I get to 1,500, that'd be cool too. So please tell your friends, tell your neighbors about Sports with Strawberry Ice. And make sure if you're watching on Facebook or Twitter, go to the channel, subscribe, hit the notification for the bell. And if uh, just one last thing really quick on uh, my boy Jeremy D. If you guys uh, didn't know, uh, he was in a car, uh, car wreck earlier this morning. Like I said, Jeremy D. used to be on my show all the time. He was kind of my co-host, but like I said, He's gotten busy with his actual job, and he hasn't been able to come on. But he's got in a car wreck uh, this morning, uh, broke his back, blew out two of his vertebrae. He, I'm assuming he's uh, having surgery now or very shortly. He's in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, getting it done. He lives in Alabama, so this has nothing to do with the snow or any of that stuff. He just got in a wreck, doesn't remember. So please keep my boy and my brother from another mother and uh, your thoughts and prayers for him, and hopefully he will come out and everything will be fine. Keep his his dad and his sister and all his family and uh, in your prayers for that, too. And other than that, it's Friday, baby. We got nine days until the Super Bowl. Right there. I cannot wait. One week down, one to go. And that's just sports, baby. See ya! Who they rockin' with the diamond stripes Flossin' on the wings Cincinnati, she's our queen